Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm here with my man Clay, and we are joined by a very special guest today. You all know him. Bill O'Reilly. That's right. The Bill O'Reilly, best-selling author, TV host, commentator. He has an exclusive interview you can watch tonight on the First TV. You can download the First TV app free. It it goes tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. By the way, I'm on at 7 p.m. Eastern on the First TV right before Bill. Mr. Bill, great to have you. First time here, uh, sir. Thank you so much. Hey, guys. Congrats on the new job. That should be fun, right? Yeah. So far, so good. I'm learning a lot about sports uh-huh. from Clay, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> so so tell us, yep. uh, tell us, Bill, we know you talked to the former president last night. You asked him about the big lawsuit, some other key issues right now. What's your biggest takeaway? What can people expect to see tonight when you, when you have the sit-down premiere? Well, it's a totally different interview than uh, Donald Trump does with anyone else. And people know that because I've known him for so long. And as you guys may know, we're going to do uh, some history shows, the history of his administration beginning in December. And uh, this is a preview of that. But because the breaking news hit in the morning, and when I was on my way to New Jersey in early afternoon to interview him there at his golf club where he lives in the summer, um, we broke a lot of news in the sense that, um, here's his strategy about how to bring down the social media companies. Here's why he's doing it. Then, of course, I play devil's advocate. And they say, well, they're, they're going to do this to you. Are you prepared for the war? Because it will be. 
And so that kind of back and forth, you don't see that too many places with Donald Trump. Number one, he doesn't have the patience for it, but he indulges me. And uh, number two, um, in 20 minutes, and that's what we'll run tonight on BillOReilly.com in the first, uh, you'll not only get that, but you'll get his take on why prices are going up, why crime is going up, all of that in a very, very dare I say, no-spin way, because there's not a lot of bloviating here. It's back and forth, boom, 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 boom. So I think anybody, even if you don't like Donald Trump, who watches the interview is going to learn a lot. Bill, I appreciate you coming on with us. This is Clay. Uh, I'm kind of fascinated by your read on him. We had him on last week and tried to pin him down on a timeline for when he makes his decision on 2024. You've known uh, President Trump for a long time. Do you think, based on what he uh, basically his interaction was like in your interview, does he seem like he's gearing up for a 2024 run? How would you handicap those odds based on your interaction with him? Well, he definitely wants to run again. I mean, he told me that. Um, can he? Will the party um, make it possible for him? I don't know. So uh, he wants to run again. He knows that if he does run again, he's got to change a bit. His style, his presentation has to. And that was a long conversation I had with him over dinner after, after we did the interview. He was nice enough to feed me uh, because I was starving in the middle of New Jersey. <laughs> um, and I said, look, if you're going to do it again, and I come at this, everybody should listening to us should know, I come at this as a historian slash journalist. I'm not a partisan player. I think that Donald Trump did a good job on policy in his four years. I think the first seven months of Joe Biden have been a disaster. But I'm coming at that from a history reporting perspective. So I also know that we, you guys and me and everybody listening to us today, don't know what the deuce happened during the four years he was sitting in the Oval Office because it was never reported. All the reporting was, we hate him or we love him. It wasn't, how did you get that damn back? How did that ever happen? Nobody knows. So that's the kind of stuff that I can get out of him. But to answer your question succinctly, he does want to run again. What You said he'd have to make changes if he were going to run again. What did you tell him he would need to do in order to be electable in 2024 and beat either Joe Biden at 82 years old who's deciding to run again or presumably Kamala Harris because it would be racist and sexist for the Democratic Party based on their current platitudes not to select her? I don't think either of those two are going to run for president again. But that's another discussion for another time. That's wow. fascinating. Think, what, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me unpack that then. So why do you think neither um, – Biden, obviously, I'm assuming because of age. Why would you – I think it would be stunning if Kamala Harris didn't run. Why do you think she would not run? Because nobody likes her. <laughs> nobody Yes. Likes her. There we go. Well, like can, I, can I ask Biden you, Bill – can I ask you, Bill, about wait, wait, the – Wait, wait, let me just say. No, go ahead, go ahead. Biden doesn't like her. Biden doesn't like her, okay? No one likes her. And there, there is a um, there is a paradigm in politics where you don't have to be a pleasant person, a la Hillary Clinton, but you've got to have some real solid people behind you. 
She doesn't. Biden's not going to run up because of his age because this is shaping up to be one of the biggest disasters in the country. Hello, James Buchanan. Um, but to get back to your Trump question, um, I gave one word to Donald Trump last night at dinner, and that it was a name, one name, Winston Churchill. So Winston Churchill defeated the uh, Axis powers and Hitler, and they threw him out of office. They voted him out. Yes. Can you imagine this? But he made a stunning comeback. And I said to him, Mr. President, with all due respect, because I do respect the office, okay, and I, I never overstep my bounds when I'm interviewing any president, I said, you need to study Winston Churchill. All right, he was blustery like you. He wasn't quite as flamboyant, but study what happened to him and then how he handled it. And that was the advice I gave. For anybody joining us, we're speaking to Bill O'Reilly, and he has an exclusive interview, which you can watch tonight on the First TV. Just download the First TV app. It airs at 8 Eastern. I'm on before him at 7 Eastern on the First TV. And, Bill, we mentioned Biden Kamala, which, I, by the way, I think, and Clay and I, we're, we looked at each other as soon as you said that, and... That's fascinating. You think they're both unlikely to run. But I, I want to ask about where we are now. You mentioned the six month disaster that's been Biden on policy so far, probably top of the list. And we could I mean, the border might be number one for me, but right up there is crime, the crime surge, defund police. Yesterday, Biden go, is going to Chicago. We see that news story. He touches down in Chicago, has a tarmac meeting, basically, with the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, who's also disastrous on the crime issue, and then goes off to give some speech about, you know, jobs and more spending and the government's going to spend. You know, they spent six trillion last year. Let's spend another few trillion this year. What is the disconnect here? I mean, the American people, by all the polls, see that the crime issue is major. It's like Biden doesn't get it. There's no disconnect. Joe Biden has no blanking clue how to solve anything. Anything. You know, I have a lot of liberal friends. A lot of them voted for Joe Biden. I'm a simple man, as you guys know. I have one simple question. In seven months in office, what has Donald, what has Joe Biden, sorry, what has Joe Biden done to improve your life? And I point at the liberal. Your life. Give me one thing. And don't say he's better than Trump. That's a cop-out. Give me one thing that President Biden has done. Just one. To improve anybody's life in America. Silence. Crickets. And, and those listening to us, I'm sure you guys are millions of people listening to you right now. All right? Think about it. Give me one. He can't. So Biden runs into Chicago. I mean, there's thousands of African Americans being murdered in that city. Thousands over the last decade. And what does Biden do? He gives Lori Lightfoot, who can barely spell her name, $1.9 million, a billion dollars to do something. Nobody knows why. Okay? It's just insane if you step back and look at the incompetence of the whole machine. Not just Biden. None of them have any clue on what to do with the economy, rising food prices, rising gas prices, inflation. Uh, falling auto industry. Uh, they don't know. They don't know how to solve crime, and they don't really want to because it's a social justice issue, not a criminal justice issue for them. Okay, so I'm sitting here, and I'm going, where are the American people? 
You live in San Francisco. Do you like that? That you can't even go into a Walmart anymore or a Target because looters are, are stealing stuff en masse? Is that what you want? No one prosecuted? I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here. I'm, I'm like aghast at what is happening to our country. And it's not going to change until the people rise up. Bill, I, I want to go back to uh, Biden and Kamala. Who then is running in your mind for the Democratic Party? You had the interesting outcome of the New York City Democratic uh, mayoral primary where arguably the least liberal of the candidates won. Who is out there that would be that replacement in 2024 in your mind that ends up the Democratic Party's standard bear? It's impossible to say right now. So the government is being run by Ron Klain and Susan Rice, who both consult daily with the Obamas, Barack and Michelle. That's who's running the government right now. Nancy Pelosi is consulted, as is Chuck Schumer. They're consulted, but they're not decision makers. So the decisions are coming out of the Obama crew. Biden has no input at all. They put things in front of him. He reads it. He signs it. That's it. All right? You'll never see Joe Biden without Jill Biden because Jill Biden is the caregiver. This is how bad it is. And, of course, the corporate media won't report any of this, even though the White House Correspondence Corps knows it. They know it. I know all these people. All right? I know what's happening. But you can't say, all right, this Biden administration is going to be a disaster and Kamala is going to be attached to that disaster. Who the next person will be? You don't know. It might be a governor. It might be somebody from out of politics, a la Trump. You don't know. But in about a year from now, you'll start to see. There'll be little hints about who's going to go. You know, if Trump doesn't go, it's going to be DeSantis of Florida. That's who's going to be the guy. But if Trump does go, DeSantis might take the number two. Because he, in four years, he would then be the standard bearer. So that's where we are politically. But so many things are going to change in the next 12 months. I, I mean, you guys are going to have a, a every day. <laughs> this is a plethora of stuff for yeah, you. We, we a lot to do. Bill, we really appreciate you joining us here. Everyone right. should check out tonight Bill's exclusive interview with President Trump on the First TV. Go download the First TV app for free. It's 8 Eastern tonight. And uh, also BillOReilly.com. Plus, you can check me out on Hold the Line at 7 p.m. on the First TV right before. Bill, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Let me just give one quick uh, plug to Killing the Mob, my new book. Nine weeks, number one. Wow. You know the New York Times loves that. Do you not? They are (laughs) celebrating the success of O'Reilly, Killing the Mob, number one. Nine weeks in the marketplace, number one again on Sunday. And we really appreciate uh, being on your program. Anytime you need me, guys, give me a buzz. Will do. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Go check out out Killing the Mob. Clay, I actually, I think that's perfect because he mentioned... We, we've been meaning to talk about this, the shoplifting, non-prosecution, all yes. this stuff. We can dive into that a little bit and then perhaps some more on, on uh, well, I mean, we got Afghanistan to talk about, maybe even this assassination in Haiti, and then ESPN, ra- I'm sorry, uh, NBA, NBA ratings. Yeah, on ABC uh, and ESPN which, which have tanked, get amazing. woke, go broke, indeed. We got to talk about this as well. Wayne from Kansas says, 
I'm proof positive relief factor works. I've suffered from lower back pain for years due to having played rugby and other sports for 20 years. Also, after developing foot pain, I decided to try the Relief Factor Quick Start after three packs a day for three weeks. My back pain was gone. A few more days at two packs a day, my foot pain was gone. I'm now taking a pack a day for maintenance. My wife and grandkids enjoy the fact I don't have to sit out of activities anymore. Wayne knows what he is talking about. My wife by the way, happy birthday to my wife. I just went downstairs and had some cake with her. Uh, she is having a birthday, and she is in incredible shape. She's going to live to be 115 because, Buck, she is super healthy, and she loves this relief factor uh, medication that she can take. She's an incredible athlete. She works out like crazy, and she is going to say again, she loves this, 100% drug-free pain relief product, which addresses joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. Buck, it's created by doctors and based on scientific research. Your dad uses it as well. It's fantastic. My mom and my dad are now on Relief Factor, and they're loving it. And it really helps them with inflammation and pain. They're both very active playing sports. My mom's working out in the gym. She's throwing deadlifts around, Clay. She's not messing, oh, wow. not messing around. Yeah. That's a beast. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. Just go to relieffactor.com now or call 800 800- for relief to get the 1995 that's right only 1995 for the three-week quick start developed for you go to relieffactor.com or call 800 the number four relief relief factor feel the difference thanks for being with us here on the clay travis and buck sexton show this is buck i got a i got a question right away here to pose to my man clay kamala not running i mean bill Look, Bill's a great entertainer and and really astute observer and, and analyst of American politics. That's that's kind of he's dropping a bomb with that one. He thinks Kamala. What, what do you make of that? Well, I think she's 100 percent going to run. And I think that's the reason she took the vice presidential nomination. Now, I actually think that the Joe Biden people might be so terrified of Kamala losing potentially to Trump that they decide to try to drag weekend at Bernie style Joe Biden across the finish line again. Uh, in 2024. But I think the way the Democratic Party is set up right now, Buck, if Kamala isn't the nominee, she she is going to have the ultimate Trump card here that the Democratic Party is racist and sexist because she would say the reason she's not getting the nominations because she's a black woman. I think you have to say that the DNC apparatus, such as it is, is very likely to view even a 80-something-year-old Biden as a safer bet against running against Trump they they would say, let's just do the replay of 20. They would forget about the pandemic, right? They, they yes. would view it as a replay of 2020. So they I'm, would I'm not sure Biden's 82, not going to run again. That's really what I, I, 82-year-old Joe Biden trying to run again. Remember, he got the benefit of just being able to stay in his basement. The Democratic Party basically ran a campaign predicated on COVID's going to kill you. And I think that's why they won the election. Without COVID, and I've continued to beat this drum for, for months now, Trump wins in an absolute landslide, Buck. It's not even remotely close. I think that's why there's still a lot of folks out there who are uh, you they know won't like the, give it up. The, the, well, they're, they're saying that Trump Trump wants to do it again, and he he may very well get into. It. By the way, DeSantis as a VP candidate, I mean that I, no I think that, that's a really compelling ticket. So we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes from here. But yeah, we're going to talk about Bill mentioned this. 
the shoplifter, because we talk a lot about homicide and violent crime surge in the country. Clay, I think we should dive into the lower level stuff that is now just getting completely out of control in major cities across the country because of decisions made by Democrat prosecutors. Let's just be clear on that. Ooh, reports that car that uh, that car break ins are up seven hundred and fifty percent in San Francisco. Bob. Yeah. You know, I want to tell you all that we have an obligation here to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation to and, and they help us keep our commitment to never forget. All right. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is making sure that we never forget those who served. They're honoring Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage free homes. Chairman and CEO Frank Siller is paying tribute to the fallen by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville and then on to Ground Zero. That's more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days. This is in August through 9-11. And Towers of Light are going to shine at the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance. The names of those that we lost to 9-11 related illnesses are also going to be read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. Let's never forget those who served, who fought who paid the ultimate price for this country. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, make sure we keep that promise. Donate $11 a month right now at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. No surprise, but do you know the number of abortions in states where it's deemed legal have increased since the overturning of Roe versus Wade? Sadly, unborn babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's where preborn steps in. Preborn introduces moms to their precious babies through ultrasound. When a mom in crisis hears her baby's heartbeat and sees her or him on ultrasound, she is twice as likely to choose life. Preborn has rescued hundreds of thousands of babies' lives, and their network of clinics are located in the highest abortion states, standing strong for moms in crisis and the most vulnerable preborn babies. Five ultrasounds are just $140, helping to rescue five babies. Preborn relies on donations from us. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck sponsored by preborn. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I am Clay Travis. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on this Thursday as we roll through all the biggest stories in the land. want to encourage you, go subscribe to the show's Twitter feed. Also find us on Facebook at Clay and Buck. You can find me on Twitter at Clay Travis. You can find him there at Buck Sexton, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, wherever you may like to be online if you want to never escape this show. We appreciate all of you listening to us. Also want to encourage you, Go sign up for the podcast. Give us five stars. Appreciate all the reviews pouring in. I'm going to put Dub on our staff uh, in the review of those comments and try to find some fun ones to read. Your review could end up on the air potentially tomorrow, so go subscribe. Give us five stars there. We teased as we went to break the overwhelming rise in crime, and we've been talking a lot about the rise in crime as it pertains to the biggest crimes, murder, shootings, things that are incredibly violent, but what often leads to those crimes, smaller quality of life crimes that are not being prosecuted all over this country, 750%. That is the number in some neighborhoods right now. San Francisco car break-ins up 750%. There's no prosecution going on. You've seen the viral videos probably of people walking into stores, just stealing in the broad daylight, walking right back out with them. Uh, Let's go ahead and play cuts 26 and 27, setting the table here for what the lawlessness is like in San Francisco. If we absolutely restore the rule of law, which means don't let the rioters and looters go and not even file charges on them. If we actually prosecute violent criminals, don't let them out over and over again and embrace broken windows theories no letting people walk out of the store with garbage bags full of cosmetics, which has caused Walgreens to close 17 stores. We can restore order in this country. There are no consequences to hold people accountable because excuses are what is given out by certain politicians. In a sense, I feel like that character Scar from The Lion King, I'm surrounded by idiots because they say the most idiotic things to justify bad behavior. And so chaos runs supreme here. First of all, I don't know that the analogy of Scar is necessarily the best one. As a dad of three who has watched The Lion King about a billion times, Scar is the murderous, uh, rampaging, would-be king who pushes, spoiler alert, uh, pushes Mufasa off the uh, off the cliff and allows uh, that situation to occur, the kingdom to fall into disrepair. Just a little bit of a, a plot uh, line there from The Lion King, but... What these people are saying in their analysis of larger crime, but you worked for New York City police for 18 months. You know that basically the broken windows theory, if you allow people in broad daylight to walk in and just steal without any consequences, that leads to more substantial criminality across the board, both serious and high crime as well as low crime. Yeah, I mean, my, my time at the NYPD was while I was still a, a CIA officer and was doing a rotation to the intelligence division to work on counterterrorism. So that that was the the day to day focus. I was never, you know, shield and a gun walking around making arrests. But I worked very closely with detectives and sergeants during that rotation, that period of time, and also have career law enforcement in my family. And I, I got to tell you, um, anybody who knows anything about how you create safety on the streets will say the moment that you start to decide that some crimes just don't count anymore, you're ceding ground and the law abiding start to become more anxious and concerned every day. There's a psychological cost to this. This is why we talk about broken windows, but just the things like graffiti, the decay that you see 
in the streets. I mean, when you have viral videos of people who are clearly this just happened in San Francisco, not concerned at all about arrest because they've been told because the official district attorney policy, Chesa Boudin, who's a Saul Alinsky left wing radical prosecutor who really thinks that the criminal justice system and everyone needs to understand this. These individuals think that putting these uh, putting these crimes through the prosecution is often part of a racist system. So they just want to lower the number of prosecutions. It doesn't matter if there are more crimes. They want to lower the number of prosecutions. They view it as putting a break, in a sense, put, pumping the break on a racist system. Chesa Boudin in San Francisco says, I think it's less than $700, Clay. If you steal less than $700, you're not getting arrested. Which is a ton, right? For many stores, $700 is an absolute ton of product. And also, there's no clarity on, well, is it 500 Can you steal $500 a day, right? You start yeah. to look at this and say, how many stores can you go? If they don't process you for that arrest... How many times are you going to get away with this before you're actually held to account for all the thefts you're committing? And I just say that the downstream consequences of this, San Francisco is the best example because it's just this is what happens when you have the commies take over, which is what's happened in a, what is otherwise a beautiful city in San Francisco. And in New York, by the way, we've had that we've had a similar problem. The the district attorney here, Cy Vance, he's, you know, Trump is his white whale. Nothing else really gets this guy that that aggravated or excited. And when you don't allow for law and order at the street level, when you don't push that with law enforcement, with cops and prosecutors, stores leave. And what's been amazing is to see that as targets and and other, you know, uh, Dwayne Reed's and these other you know national chain stores pull out of what are in some cases uh, predominantly minority neighborhoods, the same leftists who say, come on, don't prosecute people for shoplifting turn around and say, how can you be abandoning these neighborhoods? Well, they don't see the cause and effect. They're abandoning these stores, can't run at losses, and can't deal with the cost of security guards, who, by the way, often can't even do anything. This is madness, but the Democrats have embraced this madness at the national level, top down. Two things. One, everybody out there, I just want you to think about how much $700 is. How often have you gone into a grocery store or a drug store and had a $700 bill? Almost never, even by, while buying groceries for your entire family. The other thing, I, I don't know if I've told this story on the air yet, Buck. I have a friend who works in the Nordstrom department stores in Green Hills, a nice neighborhood area of Nashville. Nashville has had a 50% increase in murders, as many big cities have. But in the wake of the BLM protests, they told all the security guards in Nordstrom, and I'm told it's corporate policy, don't try to stop anybody who commits a, uh, a, a shoplifting in broad daylight while stores are open. So you have people regularly now coming in with wire cutters, Buck, to steal expensive purses. The security guards just stand there and watch it all happen. They don't stop them at all because they're afraid of some sort of racist outrage if they stop people who are stealing in their stores. Let's just let's just play this out. Let's say a security guard in that you said it was a Neiman Marcus. Secur uh, uh, it was th this particular one is a Nordstrom. Nordstrom. But I'm Sorry, sure it's happened in Neiman Marcus. Neiman right. Marcus is where it happened in San Francisco. Right. Okay. The video, a, the a fancy department yes. store over there. You know, you can if you want. If you if you and they do, they'll case them. And it's called you know basically you go in. You look like you're about to shop. You know what's really expensive. You can steal four or five handbags worth. 
two, three, four grand each. I mean, there's really now allegedly, of course, they're supposed to be arrested even under San Francisco rules. But let's just look. If you're a security guard, you're making probably close to minimum wage in a lot of places. You're not not making a whole lot of money. You see this going on, the the wire cutting and stealing of of the bags. Blatant. It's not like this is old school thievery where like you're trying to be surreptitious about it, right? right? This is blatant, obvious, clear shoplifting. And you're that security guard. You tackle, let's say, and or you know, you you say, "Hey, halt!" or whatever. Yes. And then you say, "Stop!" And then there's some kind of a of a scuffle, some kind of a physical altercation. If that person, let's say, happens to be a minority and claims that they were racially profiled in the situation, and that excessive force was used, can we tell that security guard, who, by the way, may also, I mean, we're making up this analogy, could also be a minority himself, doesn't matter, if that individual who's trying to enforce law and order in a sense of security guard could we tell him that he's not going to be sued get death threats get ridiculed get attacked by the left no i don't think we can this this is why all the department stores have basically said we don't care about shoplifting anymore and by the way you talk about broken windows for a long time walmart buck their philosophy on shoplifting was we prosecute you if you are caught shoplifting no matter what the value is because we want to set the precedent that shoplifting is not going to be countenanced inside of a Walmart store. That was their policy, which is very similar to broken windows. It's easy to say, oh, only prosecute people who steal expensive things. But then if you're basically encouraging and letting everyone know that they have free reign to steal lesser expensive things, guess what happens? Your overall loss rate skyrockets at many of these places. And, you know, the next DA, because he just won the uh, prime uh, won the uh, primary in New York. Alvin Bragg, he's going to be replacing Cy Vance. It's not official yet because, you know, there's a it's by party affiliation, but he just won the primary. The same way that we know Eric Adams is going to be the mayor in New York. Alvin Bragg is going to be the district attorney. This is a guy who, in America's largest city, believes that we need to fight against mass incarceration, racial disparity and police misconduct. As that's that's the top of his agenda, the carceral state and police misconduct. He also says he's going to oversee are going to hire people who will oversee implementation of new policies relating to declination and diversion, alternatives to incarceration and restorative justice. You know what that means, everybody? Those are fancy words for not going to prosecute people because we think the system is wrong and oppressive and racist. And he also is going to have people out the same day. The same day, unless they commit a violent felony uh, or a a, uh, I think it's a violent felony or violent sexual, uh, violent sexual assault or violent felony. Those are the only ways you'll actually have to be held beyond the initial process. Pure madness. Pure madness. Complete and total madness. Well, I mean, crime is is on the rise and there's also cyber crime that everyone's got to be concerned about, too. I don't know if you've ever heard about home title theft. We're trying to raise the alarm here on the show. It is so easy. You own your home, right? You got equity in your home, almost certainly your most valuable asset. They can steal the bad guys, foreign and domestic, can steal your home's title online. It's an entirely virtual crime. They just get access, they forge your signature on a quit claim deed, and then they start slowly taking out loans against your home. You know when you find out about this? When you start getting the late payment notices. But Clay, we've got a solution for folks. Yeah, and the solution is home title lock. The instant home title lock detects someone tampering with my home's title, they help shut it down. We want to get you protected as well. Go right now to hometitlelock.com 
and register your address to see if you've already become a victim and enter radio for 30 free days of protection. That's promo code radio at hometitlelock.com. Get signed up today, hometitlelock.com. How's our driving? Call and let us know at 1-800-282-2882. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, rolling with you through the Thursday edition of the program, hitting on a variety of different uh, big topics. We had Bill O'Reilly, by the way, at the top of this hour. A lot of interesting uh, comments from him, a lot of you reacting to those. I'm sure we'll share that. You can make sure that you never miss any of our conversations. And We talked at the beginning of the show about the Tucker Carlson NSA-related incident. Another big story that we're going to hit tomorrow and spend some time discussing is the legacy of the United States involvement in Afghanistan now that we have officially left that country after essentially 20 years. And Buck, you have an on-the-ground experience there because you were at Bagram Air Force Base, I think it is, uh, for a long time. You spent six months in the country or more. What were your thoughts as you saw the United States pulling out of that country? Oh, I just I just touched down in Bagram for a little bit. I, I spent a lot of time in other places all, all, all around Afghanistan. Um, and, you know, I know Biden is, uh, is speaking about this. We'll be able to go over in some detail uh, tomorrow. We'll spend more time on this. But here, the, the short version of what we're seeing here. And and we have to be very clear about, I think, how we how we analyze this and, and be fair to what's really going on and what the plan has been. The Taliban is taking over this country, Afghanistan. That's what's happening. We're seeing it occur in real time. And this has played out before. I mean, this is very similar to what some would see in terms of the, the projections for a very long time about what has been expected, but also after the Soviet withdrawal and the, the Mujahideen's fight against the Soviet Union, the rise of the Taliban and then its ascension to taking full control of the country. Now, Clay, the Trump administration and I have friends who are on the national security side at the highest level, of the Trump administration, they wanted to get out of Afghanistan, too. So the American people have made it clear they want us out. I mean, that's been a majority position now for for a while and it has been a, a pretty bipartisan position, but we have to understand that this is going to get very rocky, very tough, very quickly. And and I think the implications of what this will mean. Now, there's big lessons learned to talk about, too. 20 years and this 20 years of training the Afghan National Police, the Afghan Army, all the different national security forces, the the number, the, the amount of man hours spent by our military, the greatest military in the history of the world, trying to make the Afghan military self-sustaining and able to defend itself. And for for it to look like it's it's folding as quickly as it is. Look, I, I hope that they can turn the tide back. I hope that they can stand their ground here. But Clay, the early reports, it's looking really bad right now. It looks like Vietnam Part 2. And again, we're going to discuss this in detail tomorrow, and we're going to open up phone lines only to veterans who may have served over there with what your thoughts would be as you see the U.S. relationship in Afghanistan coming to a close. And really, what you always read, and you mentioned the the issue with Afghanistan and the Soviet Union, people in Afghanistan have longer time horizons than I think many Americans realize. And so 
What's wild, Buck, in many ways is it's almost like this 20 years don't even happen, right? Because whatever would have happened if the U.S. hadn't been there is going to end up happening. And that generation that we spent there only forestalled what I think many people in Afghanistan believed was inevitable anyway. So there's a a, a phrase that, that comes to mind here that, you know, we have the watches, but they have the time. Um, they did take, the Taliban has known that they're never leaving, right? So yes. they're going to stay, and they've been able to play the system uh, diplomatically and wait us out. And really, this will get into as long as the Pakistani uh, sanctuary existed for the Taliban, which it has, There, it was never possible to truly defeat the Taliban because they had a safe haven of, of operation across the border that we couldn't do anything about. So there's been... There's so many layers here, and, and we're going to spend more time on it tomorrow. I know you mentioned we'll talk to uh, veterans, uh, people that, that have served in particular in Afghanistan or just served over, overseas in, in either of the uh, major combat zones um, because there are lessons to be learned here as well as just the preparation for what looks to be a very high likelihood of full-on national government collapse within the next six months in Afghanistan I mean, I'm digging into this with friends of mine inside and outside of government, the ones who can talk to me inside of government, at least, and try to figure out what's going on here, Clay. But, uh, you know, some of us, I was in Afghanistan a decade ago, and many of these dynamics were playing out then. And there was always this mentality of just a little more, just a little more. And now we're seeing, I, I think that that was, I think that was wrongheaded. Trillion dollars, potentially, that we have spent. Again, big story. We're going to discuss it tomorrow. When we come back. I've been arguing for a long time, if you get woke, you go broke. I don't know if there's a better metaphor right now anywhere than the NBA. Their ratings are in for the finals, and they are an unmitigated disaster. What lessons is the NBA giving to so many corporations out there? We will discuss that when we come back. Also, we're going to continue to break down everything else in the world of craziness. Thanks for hanging with us. This is The Clay and Buck Show. Go subscribe to the podcast. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.